Hey, what's up, anime fans? This is the 20th episode of the Rayshon Gatson Anime Podcast, or ORGAT for short. And on today's episode, we're going to be listening to a re-upload I did on the Dragon Ball Super Dope Podcast. And on that episode, we're talking about the latest chapter of the Dragon Ball Super manga chapter 75 we talk about our first impressions of the chapter give our review and also predictions and if that has you interested sit on back and enjoy the ride Welcome to Dragon Ball Super Dope. My name is Kyle. Thank you for checking this out. So, it's that time of the month. What did I just say? We're going to be reviewing the monthly manga uh, for Dragon Ball Super. Uh, Dragon Ball Super Manga Chapter 75 this month. God of Destruction Power. So, like, not God of Destruction's power. There's no kind of ownership or, like, some contractions in that shit. It's just God of Destruction Power. I am joined this month... Uh, as I'm usually joined by somebody from our Patreon audience, uh, this month it's, uh, Reese. Reese is up in the rotation. Reese, how are you, brother? Good, brother. How are you? I'm great. How's Australia, mate? Hot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Isn't it like wintertime there? Yeah, it's it's getting hot, though. The world is melting. Yeah, man, the world is melting. Global warming. Uh, next up after Reese this is his Dragon Ball Super Dope debut, Dragon Ball Super Dope debut. But he has technically been on this feed once before. I like took a segment that I did on his show a few weeks back and repurposed it for an episode probably about a month ago. Uh, my friend Rayshon Gadsden from the R Gap podcast. Rayshon, how are you, man? I'm doing good. What's up, everybody? Super dope. <laughs> Welcome in, man. Happy to have you on for a manga chapter review. I can't wait. And then, as always, for this manga chapter review each month, I am joined by my friend. You probably know him as Leonard, but I uh, regret to inform you that Leonard is actually no more. And we now have, instead, in his wake, GB. GB, how are you, man? I'm alive. Yeah, no, you're... Yeah, no, you're alive. You're Leonard and you're alive, but we're calling you GB now. And it's mostly like, uh, I don't know, I guess if we had to boil it down to a very concise uh, thing, I'd probably say it's a branding decision. Yes, it is. It's a branding decision. I'm the brand and I made the decision. Although that does sound weird coming from a guy who looks like he is white saying branding decision. I'm dude. All right. See, I knew it'd only take about 30 fucking seconds for a three fifth joke to fucking come into this. Leonard, back the fuck up. GB, GD, GB. Oh, maybe that's how I'm going to fucking implement your name into, into some sort of consistency as I say something to the effect of GD, GB. Is that how you want to be known? Is that going to help the branding? I'm just helping you in your fucking elf efforts, man. I'm not trying to brand for you. Fuck out of here. Okay. Are we in a fight? Is this our first fight? That's yes. Hilarious. Did anybody see Reese camera? Was like a fucking yeah. Reese monster. turned on, and then he's just like, "Oh wait, they're gonna fight. I'm gonna turn it off. I'm gonna, I'm gonna record <laughs> That's this." <what> I was- <laughs> 
right? Reese is like, actually, I'm going to turn my camera off and get the screen record going and watch Kyle and GB fucking fight it out through webcam. It's going to be wild. Oh, look at that. You said GB. I know. I'm Before working I took all the focus it. in the world. I will literally kick you in the goddamn teeth. Like in the GB. like editor, if you can edit it, if you could please just like freeze frame or like slow down his like uh, his video and just have the ultra instinct going off like the, you know, the music and everything. The Here's the thing, Leonard, I'm probably not using the video for YouTube this month because one of us still doesn't have a goddamn webcam, even though they broadcast on Twitch fucking three nights a week. Oh, that's crazy. I'm going to have to cut so much of this intro. It's going to be. Yeah, I wonder that's... who it is. <laughs> Y'all ready? <laughs> Y'all ready, Y'all for, ready this? for this? <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we're friends, because we have those same points of reference. <laughs> okay, so chapter 75, God of Destruction Power. I say it every single month. It's basically um, like a staple in my talking points for these manga chapters, manga chapters. They give us enough in those teasers to be like, oh shit, this is going to be the bulk of what happens in the story this month. But they leave out a couple of things that, you know, when we read the chapter, we say, oh shit, I wonder how this is going to play out. This gives me some sort of incentive to come back next month to see how this, you know, point within the arc uh, resolves itself. So the leaks this month, uh, we knew Vegeta was going to name his new form. Um, mm-hmm. We knew he was going to be handing out ass whoopings. As I told you last month, I'm, I'm sorry, everybody, that I ruined what this chapter was going to be in our manga review for chapter 74 last month. Uh, Vegeta handing out ass whoopings, naming his new form. Um, it's it's a very action heavy chapter, but there are a couple of notable things that happen within it that I want to get your feedback on, ask you some questions on. Um, but I I did the math out before we jumped on the Zoom call tonight. It's basically the first twenty seven pages of a forty five page manga that Vegeta's just throwing hands and making Granola feel terrible about himself. Yeah. Yep. You get a lot in those first 27 pages. Uh, Vegeta also is still kind of playing a good guy and and that he's like kind of talking to Granola. I don't want to say in like a mentor sort of style, but like almost in a way where he's like trying to mend a bridge and like goes out of his way to let him know that Frieza's an enemy. Frieza destroyed planet Vegeta. He destroyed the Saiyans. Him and Granola have more in common than they realize. Things like that, but He's also like still drop kicking granola in the face and grabbing him by the head and like twirling him around and throwing him through some buildings and stuff. Um, it was a really good or fun uh, chapter, action heavy as it was. Not too too much happened, but I guess I'll start with the the first question I want to ask you guys is Ultra Ego. Okay, this God of Destruction form has been given a name in this chapter, and it is. Ultra Ego, <laughs> which I will say, somebody who I, I don't particularly care for in terms of the content in, in Dragon Ball, uh, the content community in Dragon Ball, they put out like a, a rush translation that said that this form might be called Mega Instinct. And I was like, yo, if this thing is called Mega Instinct, I think I genuinely have to quit watching Dragon Ball because that'd be fucking so stupid i feel worse about myself than i already do i don't need more of that piled on top 
But when it was called Ultra Ego, I was like, funny as hell, and it makes sense, and it's not Mega Instinct. I'm into it. Uh, Rayshon, we'll start with you, man. What did you think of the word or or the the transformation name Ultra Ego, and and did you like it? Yes, no, and why? I I don't like the name. I'm just gonna be honest with. I think the name's stupid. I think they just. I feel like they just whatever the first thought is. That's that's what we're going with. Like like I just don't see the creativity in it. But this kind of goes back to an episode where I was talking about. There might be a um, ultra instinct form for the uh, the gods of destruction and the angels. So it's mm. kind of playing into that. So I kind of like that. Yeah, I uh, I think one of my biggest things with this form and like, I mean, a I'll, I'm biased. Like I'm just genuinely relieved it's not mega instinct. That'd be so fucking stupid. But the explanation of like Vegeta's just taking all these hits from Granola, like taking all these blasts to the face. Granola's like, does your technique not work like your friend's does, where he dodges everything that I do? <laughs> You're just taking all this shit to the dome. Like, what's your deal, man? And Vegeta says something to the effect of... Like my yeah, fighting his, spirit. Yeah, he's like, his bo- uh, Goku's body moves on its own. It has an instinct of its own or whatever. I'm all ego. And I thought about that for a second, and I'm like, all ego. He is, yes, all ego. But And that's like the obvious one. People were like, ah, he finally admits it. He's got such a bad ego problem. Ha, ha, ha. But it's the way in which he says says it, it's like he's acknowledging that Goku's instinct is what's basically driven him his entire character Mm -hmm. uh, since the beginning of OG Dragon Ball. Like he just has a natural instinct for martial arts and fighting and like overcoming these gaps and obstacles and learning new power ups very, very quickly all the time. So to kind of have that sort of tie to Ultra Instinct through Vegeta describing it like that, I was like, fuck yeah. Mega, mega ego, ultra ego. Thank God it's not mega instinct. Ultra ego is cool as hell. GB, what'd you think of this? Uh, of of the name of this transformation? Did you like it? Yes, no, and why? I thought it was hilarious because that's just Vegeta's mo. He's just like, oh, well, Kakarot had this, so I'm gonna have this. He's just like, fuck you, Kakarot. <laughs> He's like, you can <laughs> suck it, right? Like yeah, Vegeta. The, what I love about Vegeta so much is just the fact that. He never, like, Goku and Vegeta are, like, two different sides of the coin, obviously. And when it comes down to it, Goku is, like, that person that's just very happy, giddy up, everything like that. But when he gets mad, he can get gritty real quick and make you pay. Compared to Vegeta, Vegeta's like, oh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna fucking do what I want. I'm just gonna have a good time. I'm gonna blow everything off and say, fuck you. (laughs) I mean, it's like... Goku has to get like aggressive, intense. Vegeta shows up like that. Like <laughs> he, he got that energy. <laughs> like, so this is like, ugh. That's just his natural default mode, man. It's like just ready to take damage. Reese, uh, what do you think, man? Do you like the name? Yes, no, and why? Okay. Um, I like the ego part. I don't like the ultra part. Like, um, I just think it's just not really original. I think they could have come up with like something so much better. Like I even went and googled fucking um, like mega. What's it called? Nah, 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 nah. So I went and googled cinnamons and shit, and like they could have called it called it like you know Vegeta's desecrator mode uh, form or his ravager form or something like that, or his gladiator form or something like that. just something that's like that means that he's going to still be a bad motherfucker, but 
He's also a warrior. No, no. If they named that shit parts. gladiator form, I would have been more like off the rails with my love for Dragon Ball than I would be with Mega Instinct. I, I, yeah, I, I like understand. gladiator. If it depends if they would have tried to add in the Ultra Instinct to the name. I mean, I like the dichotomy of Goku's instinct versus Vegeta's ego being the two things that drive them in combat. Well, Vegeta's always been about pride, so what would you call it? Ultra pride? I, pride ego are basically synonyms in uh, my book. Oh, that would have, that would, yeah, they, they both could. I Arrogance. That. Yeah, that, fucking file that one under the same general umbrella. But Vegeta throwing the ultra in front of it, it's like, yeah, I say no ultra instinct, bitch. This is ultra ego like it's a funny oh, joke thought, it's also fitting i think yeah i sort would have preferred something like um yeah like his ravager mode or his just something to do with like a bit more destruction you know what i mean i would have preferred x games mode vegeta just all of a sudden powers up i'm on x games mode <laughs> <laughs> watch this bitch i'm about to fucking rip this half pipe up so you know like what I before, actually want to see? I want to see like an original Super Saiyan form. Like I don't know, like something yeah, like, like a primal form. I think that would be cool with like some red fur and a tail and shit like that. Like kind of like pants. how Super Saiyan Four looks, but that'd be yeah. like they last form or some shit. So I had somebody suggest to me on a Facebook post, like you know, after the manga chapters come out, uh, go follow us on Facebook. It's at Super Dope Pods, I believe. Um, I posted up some of these shots, like the ultra ego explanation and <laughs> Vegeta's like explaining to Granola. He's like the God of destruction showed me how to access this power. And Granola's like, Oh my God, the God of destruction gave you this power. Vegeta goes, did I say that? No. And then he just goes on to explain the rest of it. And just that little, did I say that? No. For whatever reason, that just made me piss my pants laughing all week. So that was my Facebook post this week. Somebody suggested as a comment on that post, like, if this is supposed to be like a sort of parallel with Goku's Ultra Instinct, would it make sense or would it surprise you if what we see right now for Vegeta's Ultra Ego form is actually more in line with like an Ultra Instinct Omen or an Ultra Instinct Sign, depending on how you preferred the translations? Like the one... Where Goku is doing it and like, uh, you know, I just would the say so because then he said that was his first time doing it. Yeah. So I would say so. Yeah. It was just like he just unlocked it. So you think that we could see like a more perfected version of this somewhere down the line? I think so. Reese? Yeah. Well, the way, I look, the way I look at it is that, like, look at the difference between his form and like Topo's. Like, Topo has obviously transformed a few times. You know what I yep. mean? That's how he had his. You know, look and all that. Good point. And Vegeta's probably just literally, it's his first time, so he's lost his eyebrows. They went bye-byes. And, um, yeah, he's just, he's enjoying, he's getting, like, he's getting a massive erection over just being able to fucking destroy shit and not give a fuck. And when was the last time Vegeta got to do this? When he was back in his margin form. And even then, you could make the argument that he was just kind of going through the motions and just wanted, like, a fucking permission slip to be an asshole. Yeah, um, and I think that, yeah, it could, I, I hope that, you know, he doesn't fucking get that fucking symbol on his chest and shit like that, but I, I think that there's more to the form, fuck yeah. I hope so. I, I Now that you said the Hakai Shin Tapo thing, it's like, oh yeah, that's right. I, that dude not only 
he not only had like that barrier of destruction energy around him, like we were talking about before we hit record, Rayshon, but he also managed to uh, keep his mustache. Yeah. And then he had all the God of Destruction like signs on him. Yeah, they like put a marking on him. I want Master Ultra fucking ego form next. And he's going to have fucking purple gray hair or something like that. Purple silver hair. Yeah. Mm, that'd be kind of lit. You know, we saw if that um, Massive Ultra Instinct is his actual, like, the actual form name. Mastered Ultra Instinct? What did you I say? Massive? Like, massive? <laughs> would you say, like, the, in- the Ultra Instinct is more like the defensive sort of technique, and then um, Ultra Ego would be like the assault technique? Yeah. Ultra Instinct, what Goku that. does, is like what Whis does in a fight. And then right. Beerus like just takes punches to the face, and he's like, "Y'all are weak." But you know what was weird though, because Beerus did Ultra Instinct, so I did. I always thought it was kind of like, I don't know, like I didn't understand like is what Ultra Instinct Beerus was doing when he did it in the um the Tournament of Power in the manga. Oh, when he fights the other nine gods of destruction. Yeah, so I wasn't know if that was the defensive version or if he was using the same version Vegeta because they didn't really um oh yeah, yeah, yeah. show the different colors because you know like. Uh, I think Goku's is more like white and blue and his is like more purple and black. That's a good point. Uh, GB, what do you think? Do you think we could see a mastered version of this form or is this it for this? Because fi- it is Vegeta after but all. But you it's also like know Goku. what this proves though? That Beerus what? is still strong. Yeah, no shit. Oh. <laughs> did, you, did you get into the is Beerus stronger than Goku memes a few weeks ago? Yeah, I've seen a few of them. But yeah. I mean, if if this ultra, if he got this ultra ego, yeah, I mean, Beerus still got a few more rounds in him. <laughs> you know what I mean? For sure, for sure. He'd just be ultra hungry, wouldn't he? That ultra, would be Beerus's fault. Just wants ultra, ultra hungry, ultra pudding. Yeah, um, ultra ramen. GB, what do you think, dude? Is this the final? Is this the final form for ultra Vegeta, or is we gonna get like some kind of perfected version of it? Um. I think they're going to, the way that Dragon Ball is going, and especially with the fact that Akira Toriyama has been trying to be like, nah, I'm, I'm coming back. <laughs> right. Um, he, I think we're not going to see that happen. I think what we're going to see is, I think maybe what may happen is that Vegeta is just going to more perfect it. And it's not going to be like, oh, this is perfected. I mean, of course, Vegeta would say that, but it's just going to probably look the same. It's just probably have like an aura instead around it, you know, where it's like you're going to see a menacing sort of aura, like as if he's a part of a JoJo's thing or whatever. <laughs> right. Um. All right. So I think for Vegeta, we kind of by the end of this chapter, like we kind of know at least we all have a hunch on where he stands. Uh they do have a very odd little breakup at this chapter in the middle of it, around page 33. It cuts back over to Goku, and he is... Uh, Trying to heal himself? He's just healing, like, a big gash in his body with, like, his own key, like, his own blast power. So, I don't think we have any real precedent with this in the canon. I think it's the first Kula movie when he, like, first becomes a Super Saiyan officially in a movie canon timeline, he, like, fucking heals a bird back to life or some shit. Did he do that against Beerus? He healed himself? When he stabbed him in his chest or something? And he fell in the water? I don't know, did he? Yeah. 
I thought so because I remember they thought that was uh, an ability he got in the red form. Because I remember like Beerus like stabbed him with his hand or something, and he fell down through in, in the water, and then he was talking about how much he loved the fight or some shit. Like he went on a long little speech, and then he was like healed. But I can't tell if that was the movie version of it or the TV show version. Yeah, exactly. They all run together in my brain and kind of cancel each other out for being honest. <laughs> but the idea of somebody using key to heal somebody else isn't an unprecedented thing. But to use it to do it to yourself is definitely a new idea, at least for Goku. And like, I don't know. I'm glad he's like washing his face in a fucking stream nearby or whatever and trying to like stitch himself up with his key blasts, I guess. But I don't know. You guys have any feelings on this? Is it, was this off putting to anyone else like it was to me, Reese? Yeah, because I thought Goku was in Dendo. Can't fucking heal himself. Right? Like, why do we need Sensu Beans at all, right? Yeah, well, uh, I've got a little fucking theory about those too, but I'll tell you this first. Um, I think that power's always been with Dende, and, like, the only time that they've used Key Blast is to, like, start someone's heart up again or something like that, kind of like a defibrillator. Yep. So I, I, don't, I don't like the fact that they're getting Goku to do that now. Like, lasers are his weakness. That's his fucking kryptonite. Like, mm-hmm. you can't just fucking... Lasers when he's not fucking, paying attention. Which is all the time. Which is on the side. <laughs> yeah. But, sen- but sensor beans. Now, the one character that always still comes up in DB is the farmer with the shotgun. Do you think he's actually farming sensor beans for corn? No. I think he's fucking <laughs> like farming you know, corn. You talking about the, uh, the, the, the dude who ran into um, Raditz? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's Kyle. <laughs> My Discord, Abby. They keep showing back up in it like every DB series, man. He's got to be fucking farming those sensors. With the same Toyota truck, just, you know, for yeah, the record. Man. He be sorry he's die. like the, the Super Saiyan God type shit. Hey, I talked about it. I talked about him in that Geekdom episode the other day. Like, Geekdom's mean tweet was about like, Farmer with a shotgun could have been suppressing his power. So maybe he could fight Jiren if he was going all out in regards to like, <laughs> Beerus versus Goku shit. Him just like trying to troll people, but like in a very weird, not successful way. But you gotta think about uh know how Goku be losing his guards and shit. That'd yeah, be funny never... if he came out of nowhere and just shot his ass. <laughs> but like we saw Goku get shot with a gun in the very first episode of OG Dragon Ball. Like it would be inconvenient if he caught a couple of fucking shotgun shells to his chest, but he definitely <laughs> wouldn't be any worse for wear. Um this healing thing, GB, did this bother you or just did it just bother me? Honestly, I was like, I, when I was looking at it, I, th- I thought about, you know, how characters always get hurt a specific way. Um, for example, Vegeta, I think it's like Vegeta's left arm or right arm. Yes. Um, it's Vegeta's left arm. Android 18 broke that bitch with a kick one day. Exactly. Ever since then, it's never been the same. Hell yeah. And then if you look at Goku, Goku's always patching up his chest because he's just like, dang, my right titty hurt. I don't feel so well. You know, like first it was his heart and now it's everything else. Good point. Personally, the um, the whole key healing thing, I'm not too surprised by it because, I mean, if anything, what, like, Goku literally is taught by an angel. Like he's probably learned at least something, so maybe that might be a reason. Um, 
at least to try to fight for that argument. But to be honest, it it, it was a little out of left field because it's just like, why don't you just have a sense of being? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, if anything, it's just more confirmation to me that he's getting ready to come back into the spotlight, whether that's uh, by himself or with Vegeta or whatever. Dynamics he... can heal themselves, can't they? Some of them can, yeah. Okay, Namai- so that's and, not and, they, and they did show Namito at some point in this chapter, but Namito is not really Namito. He's not really on our side. He's, I guess, on Granola's team, but he's also like real. Granola goes like full fucking heel in this chapter, man. Like, I like Granola in this chapter because to me, it's like he took everything Vegeta was saying in the last chapter and was actually doing it in this chapter. He had a Batman moment in this chapter. A Batman moment? What do you mean? Yeah. The, the quote from Batman um, Dark Knight, you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become a villain. And that's what he's oh, starting to Was that in here? He didn't exactly say that. No, no, no. That quote from Batman, that's exactly Reminded you of the chapter. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, because I was about to be like, that's lit as fuck. Is he starting to step into that villain role now? Yeah, I can see that. Well, like Vegeta's trying to talk some sense into him, and Granola's just totally not interested in fucking so hearing it. Well. I got a question. To say he's going into the the villain role, wouldn't he have to like kill people? Because I still feel like he's going on for revenge. So here's the thing, dude. He hasn't had the opportunity because the Shigarians have now evacuated the city in which they're fighting near. But in this chapter, as opposed to last chapter, last chapter he was real concerned about protecting all of the buildings in the city as we're in this chapter with vegeta he like starts like swinging around he picks up like a whole citadel looking building and drops it on vegeta he's like spinning around with his ribbon and shit and vegeta's like oh okay now all of a sudden it's cool for you to to destroy the city vegeta was kicking them all through the buildings how many at some point vegeta don't give a fuck about those buildings but like at at some point you're gonna be like well there's no point of saving it it's Gone, I, we do have a set of two Dragon Balls on this planet. I will fucking collect all two of them and make a wish to restore the city as it was. I'm surprised yeah. it didn't piss Vegeta off even more when Granola called him just a sane grunt. And like for Vegeta not to, the one time for him to step up in this arc and be like, I'm Prince Vegeta. Like that, that was the moment. You know yeah. what, man? You're right. And I thought the same thing upon reading it, but I also thought about it a little bit more. And I'm just like, it's consistent with how Vegeta is treating Granola to this point in the battle. He doesn't like feel the need. He doesn't feel insecure. He doesn't feel like, even though Granola is the quote unquote strongest in the universe, and Vegeta's in his fucking quote unquote happy place, being able to fight unabated without having to protect anybody or a planet, he does have this thing where I, I feel like he's sort of. Uh, I totally lost my train of thought. I've been thinking he's been leaving the prince role. And becoming more of like a king. Well, I feel like this moment is even beyond that of a prince, just because he's literally showing off a form or a new technique or whatever you want to call this ultra ego thing. Form technique, same kind of argument that we've had with ultra instinct, right? Uh, He's showing off a form or a new technique that he learned from a motherfucking god. He's like, yeah, "Yeah, I'm a grunt. LOL. That's real funny, kid. Your insults do not phase me because I know exactly where I was before you showed up. And I know that you took a big old shortcut to get there, and now you're paying the price for it with your inexperienced battle self. Like I said, a lot of things happen in these first 27 pages. Uh, one of the things we sort of glossed over is while he's going, Granola is turning like full heel mode. He also throws off his AI. 
uh, oatmeal. He throws off his side piece, his AI assist shit. And uh, Granola does very much seem to have, like, a personality of their own, uh, I think is the best way for me to say it. But I think we're all, in the last month, we'd gone so far to say it's, like, confirmed. It's, like, Tony Jarvis. It's, like, uh, Tony Stark's Jarvis, Jarvis. like, AI assistant kind of shit for oatmeal. Like, that. we were all in agreement. And I think we still all are in agreement this month that it's still an AI. Anybody's feelings change on that? Do we think it's a person? No, I think it's AI. No, I still think it's AI. Okay. Uh, the reason I ask, too, like, not only is this scene where he rips it off and, and throws it away, but that Toyotaro interview that I did a solo episode on last week, whatever it was, who cares? He does mention, like, there's more to oatmeal than meets the eye. Uh, they're, they're not just there to, like, provide exposition on the story. I do wonder... Uh, if oatmeal is going to be an oatmeal, meaning like the piece that granola would have on his eye. I do wonder if that is going to fall into the hands of the heaters at a certain point in this arc, because it seems like their spaceship kind of crash landed uh, pretty close to it. I could be wrong, but uh, we do know that the heaters are now officially on the planet, oil, gas, Maki and Alec. And we know that their dragon radar works. They're, on their way to get gather the first of two Dragon Balls, and it seems like they're active. I genuinely have no idea what they could be going to wish for, but they do make it quite well known. Like, our plan's working out swell. These three motherfuckers are going to kill each other, and it's going to be great, because it'll be way less work for us later on. But they're still about to collect the Dragon Ball, summon the dragon, and make a wish. Anybody have any ideas on what that wish could be? I think it has, it's going to have to do something with um, Frieza. And why I think that is because their whole end goal is to take over his whole um, whole dominion, whatever, everything he got taken up. So I think either they're going to... I had this idea that they might actually wish Frieza there to actually get them all to fight. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, what, if I was a lack, I wouldn't want Frieza to show up because I know that Frieza is such a big threat. I, I wouldn't but he, wish him there. But he's not going to be a threat to those three and basically look like they, he's using those as puppets. He could be. I mean, yeah, he's definitely played Granola, Vegeta, and Go. He's, he's played Granola successfully against Goku and Vegeta. But if Frieza shows up, I don't know, man. Goku you think and Vegeta, he'll stop fighting Vegeta and go straight for Frieza? He might. Yeah, he probably would. Uh, Reese, what do you think, man? You have any uh, uh, theories on wishes that the heaters could be making with these Dragon Balls? Yeah, I think Alec will either like wish for all his enemies to be dead, or to like the Emperor of the Universe, or even instead of having the big power up like Granola had, who who has to sacrifice so much, and Alec now knows about that that Granola had to sacrifice, he could just be like. Uh, I wish to steal the powers of Freezer, Granola, whoever else. And then he can just be super fucking strong, strongest in the universe without having to have any sacrifices. Hmm. But I mean, here's the thing about those Dragon Balls, though. It's like, we know that there's a negative repercussion against uh, Granola's wish and that they had to combine his remaining 150 years into three to be able to access all this power. And our long-running theory over the last several chapters on these discussions has been that He's going to get pushed to a level where he burns through those three years at an accelerated pace. 
but this is a transfer. It's not. It's not like wishing for it all. You know, it's just a transfer. Whereas the dragon has. To do well, like my point is, my, my, even if the, even if that's what the wish is, he like wants to transfer the power or like the resources that Frieza has in his intergalactic space army and shit. Th- it seems like there's like a monkey paw effect to these Dragon Balls, and that like whatever wish you make, there's going to be some kind of negative repercussion to it. So. I think that I think it depends. Like you know how Kami was like his Dragon Balls can't do anything over his power. I yeah. think those Dragon Balls can, and that comes over, and that's when that whole you a consequence come. But I think if you make like a general wish, I don't know if it's gonna have a consequence. That'd be fucked up, though. I mean, I it'd give it a. I don't know. My two big theories that have been yet to be confirmed in this arc are like one, the Dragon Balls have that monkey paw kind of drawback to them. Whatever wish you make, there's going to be a negative effect to that wish. And then the other one is that uh, Granola is the quote unquote strongest in the universe. But like, as two dudes like Goku and Vegeta continue to progress their power through the over the course of a battle, like we've seen them do for years and years, that by proxy continues to push Granola's power up. Whether or not he can handle it is like, you know, yet to be foreseen or whatever, but kind of lines up with some feats that dude has had or accomplished during this arc where he just doesn't really know how he's done it, can't explain it, but he's like, yeah, this is uh, pretty wild. I can be faster than instantaneous movement by Goku. So cool. Uh, GB, you got any guesses on what their wish could be with this uh, set of two Dragon Balls? Um... Personally, I don't know. Uh, this is, I think, this is the one part that, like, er- I think everyone can agree on that no one really knows exactly what they're gonna wish for. Um, I, especially me, like, I'm, I'm very confused on like what they would even think about wishing for. Um, unless maybe the one thing is that maybe they know that Granola made this wish, and because of that, maybe they're thinking, okay, well, now we can get rid of Granola. And then try to see if they can do something like that or do uh pull a Zamasu. What do you mean by pull a Zamasu? When I say that, I mean like uh one of them can be like, hey, let me take over uh let me take over Granola's body. Oh, Ooh. oh, oh, oh shit. Okay. Yo, that's not a bad Ooh, guess. Dude. What if his what if his wish is like either oil is it oil the little one with the brows or elect yes. as a leader? Gas is the one with the brows, right? What if their wish is to like swap gas into Granola's body or something? Because gas is like the better fighter than a lack. Like, or what if he like combined with OG73? Hey, OG73 still in play as well. Yeah, but like the other thing, like that, we've that no no one said about is like they must be able to pick up how powerful granola and they and goku and vegeta are right like surely they can sense you know power levels or some shit like that so i don't know that they can but there's a couple of scenes in this chapter where like yeah. their explosions like vegeta's big ass hakai ball versus the fucking double finger guns from granola like it makes a huge explosion throughout the entire planet and it blows everything but like but like gas isn't or oh, and Alec are both not even that worried they're not like how fucking powerful is this little bastard? Like, yeah, he's the real power. In that he's group. not phased at all. True. Like, because even Alex's just like, oh, he's just going to tire himself out. But knowing that he's still the strongest in the universe, like, there's some sort of secret still behind Gas because that little fucker's not even getting phased at all. He's still just being a mute and not saying anything. And Alex's still like, eh, don't worry about it. It's all good. We still got this. 
Maybe gas was almost a god of destruction or something like that. <laughs> that could that could be some bullshit they throw out of nowhere. But I I, I think they're probably going to uh, power gas up most likely to fight granola. Because I've always felt like him not letting gas fight granola in that one thing was to basically not let us know who was stronger. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was just to let us know, like, this is going to happen some point down the road, probably. So wait for it. Because he looked like he was ready to go with granola then. So, I mean, he might, he, he probably way stronger than we expect. Or maybe he's just like, you know, one of those good, like, he can make you think he's stronger, but he's really not. I mean, the thing is, too, like, back then, this was before the fight with Goku and Vegeta, obviously, his power hadn't been pushed to a point because he wasn't fighting with, like, experienced martial artists or whatever. Like, in mm-hmm. in this chapter, they sort of allude to... Go, it's, I think it's while Goku is doing his healing himself thing, he says something like, oh, man, is Godot learning how to fight on the fly, like, right now in the midst of this battle? That's nuts. Like, very similar kind of Broly. rationale to what happened with Broly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I personally hate that. Like, he's not a Saiyan. Like, if you want to give the out for, like, Saiyans are creatures of battle. Like, they're born to fucking fight, live and die for that shit, whatever. Okay, fine. But, like, oh, that's how the Cerulean's DNA is built now, too? For the sake of this battle? I'm all set. Make it a fucking consequence of this Dragon Ball wish that he's made. Like, the reason he keeps getting stronger is because the Saiyans keep getting stronger, and that's the consequence of his wish. It's like, he, he gets stronger through through battle as well. Remember, he was saying that when he was fighting Goku in the first um, time they fought against each other, mm-hmm. it was like, yeah, the more you yell and scream and get stronger, so do I. The one thing I was thinking, like, when he made the wish, Goku and them, they had already reached, like, God forms and stuff. So yeah. I was thinking that he would have to have something similar to that. So they do explicitly say, like, this wish is not going to put you on par with gods of destruction and angels or things like that. But think about that. Goku and Vegeta are not gods of destruction. They're not angels. But they have access to the forms that those beings have, apparently, for this new training. So if, if if he really is the strongest mortal in the universe over Goku and Vegeta... I would think he would be comparable. I think so, too. And I think eventually his body's just going to like either run out of time because he just has his power at such an elevated level the entire time or like he just fucking, I don't know, like Marty McFly's out of the timeline and just disappears because he's just too powerful. You know? you know what the heaters could wish for? They could wish for the three years to be over. True. True. Um, they could. Dude, imagine if that's how they get us to Dragon Ball Superhero. Yeah, that, that was lit. <laughs> Holy shit, Rayshon. I love that theory. Choo-choo. Imagine that. They were like, I'm just thinking like he, he ended up beating Goku and Vegeta and he's like running towards them and they like, oh, bro, fuck. the Dragon Balls <laughs> have never been used for the sake of time travel, huh? That's a pretty interesting idea. You know what else I could wish for? Joe Mama? Panties. Oh, yeah, yeah. panties. Yeah. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> yeah, the next uh, one of the next movies coming out. I think the next one coming out is the Dead Zone. That's the I first think, canon wish, ain't it? Panties. Uh, yeah, panties. But <laughs> in the beginning of the second Dragon Ball Z movie, the world's strongest, or you know, looking for the world's strongest guy, or whatever the fuck, it's Gohan and Oolong in the opening scene going out to to try to for Oolong to try to make the same exact wish to Shenron, which you guys should know wouldn't work. Can't make the same wish twice to Shenron. 
Oh yeah. Anyway, uh, I I'm uh, curious to see how this Dragon Ball you know wish resolves itself with the heaters because I do think that they will make themselves known once they want to be known. Like they're gonna let the they're gonna continue to let Goku, Vegeta, and Granola kick the fuck out of each other until they're ready to make their move, make their wish, whatever. So we shall see. So that brings us to what has been a recurring segment on this show over the last couple of months <laughs> called Hey, where the fuck freeze at? Boy, shut your mouth! What did I tell you about making all that daggone noise? What the hell is wrong with you? Now, based on how this is currently going, right? I've actually seen it discussed a little bit in memes uh, from like some popular meme pages. Okay. Things that I've been talking about on this show the last couple of months. The idea of what we're seeing currently in this arc with Vegeta, you know, getting his ass whooped, Goku getting ready seemingly to come back and make a comeback. What we're reading right now, is this the end of the Granola arc? Or is it like the end of the first part of a Granola arc? Yeah, I think this is the first act. Yeah, I think it's the same. We talked about that on your show a couple of weeks ago, too. So I'll put a link in the show notes to hear more on that before the chapter came out. I think everything that happened in the chapter kind of lines up with what I said on that that show that week, but... This is like the beginning of the end of the first act of the story, in which case that kind of gives us enough room to still have Green Frieza Frieza. come in and <laughs> have him play an integral part to the story. So uh, I think he's going to show up. I do not think that we're toward the end of this arc. I could be wrong. Goku could show up next month and fucking do a dragon fist through Granola's fucking both of his dumbass eyes, sniper eyes next month. But uh Rayshon, we'll start with you, man. What do you think? Where the fuck Frieza at? And is he going to factor into the end of this? I think he is going to factor into the end of this. And I think what's going to happen is he mo- he's probably going to have to team up with uh, Goku again to probably take Granola down. Or either the heaters or something. They probably end up going either working together or something. But I don't think Granola is going to have the same hate he has for Frieza in the beginning of the chapter towards the end of the chapter. I think there's going to be something that's going to like give that helps him understand the situation so that he's able to actually go against the heaters, the ones that's actually trying to brainwash him. Hmm. I could see the heaters getting their shit blown up real early in the fucking plan and just being like, you guys are inconsequential. You're fucking around with the power of gods and Goku, Vegeta, and subsequently Granola due to this wish and Frieza too, as well. Like, We've seen that dude handle Hakashian energy no fucking problem at all. So, you think um, Frieza might come back with an Ultra Instinct form? Because he mm. he low key saw Goku's and all of them. And you got to think he's probably he's he's gonna at least try to get to that power level the next time he sees Goku. Yeah, he's very well aware of what Goku and Vegeta are working with these days. So he has something to aspire to. But if he came back with like I know Ultra Instinct, I'd be fucking shocked. But <laughs> he'd be he'd be more inclined to come back. Like fusion, wouldn't he? Because that was the last one that his ass kicked. Who's he gonna fuse with? His uh brother. That's not yet canon. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's canon still. Although I could have sworn they fucking mentioned him in one of the movies real quick, but I could be wrong. No. Um Reese, what do you think, man? Do you think Freeze is gonna show up? If you do, what do you think he's gonna do? No, I think he's he's just still gonna come in right at the end. Like once the whole conclusion happens, Freeze will come in at the end. Fucking Elect will still be alive because Goku will spare him and he'll be like running off somewhere with his tail between his legs. Freezer's found out about everything and he'll just go kill Elect himself and go, oh yeah, trying to like fuck with my shit, were you? Oh, I see how it is. 
I don't I have no more use for you. That would be lit. And bang. And then Freezer comes back in probably the arc after fucking superhero or something. I just want Frieza to show up and kill people. Like, I want Frieza to show Like, I was thinking about episode, I think it's 94 of Dragon Ball Super the other day, where Goku goes to recruit Frieza from hell, and then those assassins from Universe 4 show up at Baba's palace to, like, try to kill them before they can bring him back to life. And, and Goku, like, lets Frieza off the leash, per se, and he just throws out all those fucking laser beams and kills everybody, and the looks of joy on his face. <laughs> One of the greatest Frieza moments of all fucking time, and I would love to see something similar to that in this arc, where he's just like, the heaters, huh? What a bunch of fucking bubs. You're gonna overthrow me? You're gonna take my spot in the galaxy? Here's a bunch of quickly thrown laser beams that I don't even think twice about, and y'all are dead. I would fucking love that. He'd want a toy. He'd want a toy with a leg, though. He'd want a toy with a leg and torture him a bit first, because that's his thing. He loves it. No, I think he'd kill him quickly just to be like, "That's how fucking little shit you are." I think he would just blow up the planet. He could do that too. He's like Shugarians. Do you reckon that we're gonna get Ultra Instinct Ego Vegeta or fucking Gogeta? I think it's possible. I don't Ooh, think it's yeah, likely, think but it's possible. Them, Ultra Instinct and Ego. That'd be like yeah. the most divine fighter there would be. <laughs> it would, I imagine it would be a Gogeta, but uh, I would be very surprised if they went back to the well on Gogeta so soon after Broly. GB, what do you think, dude? Do you think Frieza's going to show up in this arc, or do you think he's going to fucking remain out in space, amassing his space cash or whatever? In all honesty, I think this arc is going to have three parts. Um, like most of each arc, I feel like there has been about three parts. Like, for example, um, for the Resurrection F slash uh, Frieza arc, um, or Resurrection of Frieza, it was basically, oh, Frieza's came back and he's trained. Now he's now he's come to Earth. Oh, look, everyone's waiting for Goku and Vegeta to arrive. Let's literally kill, almost kill everyone. And True. then Goku and Vegeta come, they find their shit, and then they save the day. Uh, that's how like I feel like that's how it's been for each like arc in general for Super. For this one, I like um, everyone else said I agree. We are in like part one of the arc, and I think um, this wish is going to segue us into part two. Um, a very interesting thing that I just thought about. Um, sure. So for, for uh, just a side to answer your question first and then go into what my side thing is um because it, it kind of goes into the what what we think is going to happen next chapter um for frieza i think he's definitely still conquering you know conquering planets and all that doing whatever he wants and pleases and just having a great time um but what i think is going to happen with this whole wish from the Hitas, is uh they're gonna wish to go back in time and granola is or gonna forward be forward in time no i think he's gonna go back in time because if they go back in time think about it they get rid of frieza before he got his full golden frieza form and they know how to take him out and they know how to take out the saiyans and keep the sorellians and make it sure that like the sorellians are paid or that the sorellians pay the heaters Think about it. They got infinite money and they ruled the whole galaxy at that point. 
Oh my God. So I think I just figured out what we're going to do now. So like you're GB now, right? And I respect the choice and I'm definitely committed to it. But whenever you come out with some wild shit like that, that you just came out with just now, it makes <laughs> literal to no sense to me. I'm going to be like, wow, I was a fucking Leonard Dick just now. Mm. <laughs> he's like hmm thought a lot about this time travel theory yo I <laughs> the idea that we had two separate time travel Dragon Ball theories today that had nothing to do with the time travel time travel time machine that's the word how have we never seen time travel with the fucking Dragon Balls like that's a because that's a I think it's rich um, plot point only the gods have the power to do that I don't and know how Dragon Ball, Ball works do you guys like Dragon Ball? I don't know what it is, really. I think Dragon Ball is a story about a guy who keeps winning and another guy who just will always lose and will never have any repeats of that ever again. But just one time, you know, just one yeah. time you'll get a win. But then 99.9% .9 of the times, it's just going to be losses and pain and depression and black Air Force energy. You're spoken like a true Vegeta fan, dude. Yeah, it's decent. I mean, hey, we had another hope, but then, you know, that one got but but got nerfed severely bro that's been the memes that for the last couple the, of weeks you know it's like about, toriyama loves to torture us the thing about vegeta never like winning fight i mean he he be killing people and shit he don't ever win like any of the big fights i'll give you that yeah but i mean like the minions and shit he be killing them like I saw that motherfucker <laughs> chop Goldo's head straight off of his body. It was sick as yeah, hell. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> everyone forgets about that. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. That was that was definitely cool. That was like straight up raw Vegeta. That was like everything that a Vegeta fan would want. But the only thing is just like, like Ray Sean said, it's just like he gets the little wins, and it's like you know, you go and you're like, hey, I want to be a part of this tournament. And you train, right? Like you train to be, let's just say it's just like a race. You train, you get your workouts in and everything. You're ready to run. You're like, I'm going to get first place. And then this other dude who's just like, yeah, I just trained for a day. And then freaking beats you. Surprise, I'm yeah. here. I'm at the winner's It's like circle. you got second place. Nah, fuck that. I don't want second place. I want first place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it can be a little frustrating. I don't understand what the point is of like developing Vegeta's character so much if you're just going to shit on him. So that like way you don't, have to, so that way you don't have to develop Goku. You can just be like, see all that fucking growth Vegeta had? And then Goku just fucking <laughs> met it automatically? That's how much Goku No, no, did. but I mean, as a, as a character. You know what I mean? Like, Vegeta's character has changed so much since fucking the first time he's come in. So I got a question. It doesn't matter if he get a big win or if it matter if he kills Frieza. Yeah, yeah so Frieza. Just let him kill Frieza. So y'all rather him just kill Frieza? If he kills Frieza in this arc, it means nothing to me. You think so? It'd be funny to me, because I'd be like, yo, that's how powerful Vegeta is. He's just like, fuck off, Frieza, you're a fly. That's funny. But the idea of Vegeta getting his like emotional revenge, that sailed with fucking Revival of F. They, they squandered the perfect opportunity to do that. Yeah, that's... That was fucking stupid. But I think the only time Vegeta's had the win that Goku hasn't is against fucking Android 19. Hey, he ripped Fat off boy. his arms, and he was like the first Android of five that had to go because Toriyama's editor was like, an old man in a fucking pale skin, fat Chinese dude. Like, what the <laughs> hell kind of scary-ass monsters are these? Get the fuck <laughs> out of here, dude. That's funny. 
Wow. All right, so that's our chapter 75 discussion, God of Destruction Power. I think most of us think Freeze is going to show up at a certain point, but uh, to be foreseen, I think these heater guys are going to be shown to be sort of phony balonies. You know what I'm saying? I said that, that phony balonies. Um, but I want to thank everybody for listening to this fun impromptu conversation tonight we typically release these on thursday so what i think i'm gonna do is maybe have this up on patreon for anybody who cares enough to hear this analysis up for free and then they can like you know just think about it you want to sign up for the five dollar patreon you should you know be cool support us it's uh helpful i'm an independent musician podcast producer type you know fucking help out Cool, cool for school. Um, you heard about OnlyFans? Can't make money that way no more, bro. Here's the thing. <laughs> all right, I actually, me and Mike and Orm got into a whole thing about this today. I was hanging out with Mike and Amber at their house. It's like all of the all of the banks were like, "Yeah, no, we're not cool with it." All of a sudden, like we're not cool <laughs> with paying money. Like federally chartered, internationally fucking chartered banks, whatever. Oh, that's a porno site. <laughs> yeah, we we don't want to pay out that porno money anymore, man. Man, these these hot ass waitresses from a fucking year and a half ago sure are making a killing, fucking themselves on the internet. We can't let that happen anymore because we need them to go back to work to fucking bartend and wait tables and shit. Like it's such a fucking obvious play to like take a big you and like I'm pro sex work. Like fucking make your fucking money, ladies. Do what you have to do. More power to you. I could never do what you do. I'm not attractive or fucking dedicated enough to do that sort of thing. But it's not an easy fucking job. And you have a million people like being creeps to you all the time. It's just basically a way for the fucking government to say like, yeah, we know you got nice titties and people are willing to pay to see them. But we really need you back behind the bar and to run this fucking salad out to table five. And it makes me so goddamn mad. No, fuck you. No, no. OnlyFans takes taxes out. I don't give a fuck. Dude, I have to pay taxes on getting invoices paid through fucking PayPal. Services like OnlyFans. I I pay taxes on fucking Patreon for the, uh, whatever, the $60 a month we make on Patreon. Like, yeah, I pay taxes and a fee to Patreon on it. Like, believe you me. You do not make money on OnlyFans without paying fees to OnlyFans, your fucking income taxes, all that shit. I know, like, OnlyFans, when you try to buy someone's subscription, they add on a tax. I'm not saying that from personal experience, but that's what I heard. <laughs> I just learned a lot but about wouldn't you. They just change, wouldn't they just change from OnlyFans to Patreon? That's what I'm thinking. They're going to just probably switch to a different I'm, site. I'm, there's other OnlyFans-type sites. I think 100%. it's like four yeah, some, somebody four will fans. come up and and fucking snatch that space up. But I'm pretty sure Patreon has a rule against pornography. Like you could be <laughs> like you could be like a cosplayer and like show your titties and shit, but like you can't fucking fuck yourself with a dildo or whatever. So. You could say it's expressive art. My mind is like, what does OnlyFans think they're gonna do now? Like, what's their website gonna be? Nobody's gonna want to go there to watch somebody cook a bagel like they what? they already made their money they're fine with fucking they're gonna go out of business by like fucking october probably i should make a bagel <laughs> <laughs> talk about dragon ball scene content and how i love it and hate it at the same time are you trying to say that i need to make an only fans gb yes making only fans no. 
Yeah, I was about I was about to cut out all this OnlyFans talk that we just fucking threw in at the end, but I guess we have to keep it in now for sake of continuity. You're welcome. Yeah, no, great job, baby. Great job. Uh Reese, I appreciate you joining us, dude. Uh Patreon members, they get the invite to come do some of these uh conversations with us. Yeah. I, I forget who I think it was Jacob last month, Reese this month, Marcus the month before. I'm not sure who's up next month. It might be Tyson. But if you want to jump in on one of these conversations with us, uh, go join that $5 tier at patreon.com slash Dragon Ball Super Dope. And Reese, I love you, brother. Thank you for that great voicemail on the four-year anniversary the other day. It was awesome. <laughs> All good, man. How do you feel uh, about knowing that Carlton wants to fuck your voice? Well, I wouldn't be the first bloke. He's probably not going to be the last. You wouldn't be the first bloke to fuck your voice? Is that what you just said? No, I don't want to fuck my voice. Yo, that's some OnlyFans type stuff. Yo, that's Reese, make, a, make it ASMR OnlyFans, bro. You could get away with it because you're not showing <laughs> your dong or anything. I think I'll that'll be popular in the gay community then, wouldn't it? Oh, uh, yeah. dude, uh, Carlton will show it to all of his furry boys. Yeah, that'd be great. You can make your OnlyFans as well, Carl. Just wear Carlton's fucking furry costume, or at least the head of it. And you don't need to worry about people seeing Dude, you. it's hot in there, dude. Where is uh, his uh, farmer, his farmer suit? Yeah, I'll get my <laughs> fucking farmer overalls and my farmer with a shotgun hat, and I'll park my throat <laughs> out back. All right, Reese, we appreciate you, man. Uh, Rayshon from the Argat Podcast, dude. It was awesome to have you on. Great job in your first super dope appearance officially. Where can people check out your stuff, dude? They can check me out on Argat, Argat 2 on Instagram. Just search in Argap on Google. And you'll find my podcast. We finally are the only thing you really see on art when you type in our gap. R G A P, the number mm-hmm. two, and that stands for the Rayshon Gadsden Anime Podcast. Yep, I've done two episodes, so go check those out. Links in the show notes. Uh, we had a blast talking about some manga chapters, and if you go back in time like a month, you'll see that I predicted pretty much everything that's happening right now in the current <laughs> Dragon Ball manga. So you're welcome. And then uh. The artist uh, formerly known as Leonard, GB, thank you so much for taking the time, my friend. Uh, where can people check out your stuff? Uh, well, of course, I am always on Twitch, twitch.tv slash edits, and that's E. And instead of the E, it's a three. And uh, also, I'm on different other podcasts. I'm on the non-player character podcast. Uh, I was on the NPC Adventure, but I think I've, since I've been taking a hiatus just to take care of my own mental health, I'm probably not really on there anymore. NPC adventures like out. a like a D and D sort of thing you guys do. Exactly. Cool. And uh, we also have a bunch of other shows, but you can just go to silvertongueaudio.org and uh, check it out. Uh, Paul, our main guy, he put a lot of effort into it, and uh, it's really good. And the fact that like, if basically it's just like what Kyle goes through. He edits. He does all the stuff for this. So, of course, hearing that, like, someone really listens to it and loves it, love to see it. And definitely do the same thing, of course, for this podcast. And, uh, hey, Kyle, don't you have another uh, podcast that you do? I do, yeah. I make all sorts of podcasts. Like, people kind of underestimate how many podcasts I work on in a week. But I, I, on average, it's four. So, uh, Dragon Ball Super Dope, that's my baby. And this is the thing that you're listening to. I also make a podcast about... uh what the fuck is it called? My Hero Academia? That's called Super Dope Plus Ultra. And then I produce one for like a financial optometrist fucking advice person. I don't know. He's in Indiana. He's a great guy. Makes a lot of money. 
Demon Slayer Superdope coming soon. I'm never going to make Demon Slayer Superdope. Yo, I mean, if you listen to the anniversary episode, Carlton's giving me grief about like, why don't you watch this and that? And I'm just like, because I don't give a fuck and I don't have the time and I can't talk about those things that I never watched knowledgeably as opposed to Dragon Ball that I've been watching that for like 30 years. So if I make a podcast about Dragon Ball, I can actually deliver like knowledge and insight to people. If I'm just watching Black Clover or Demon Slayer for the first time and talking about it in front of a microphone, it's like, mm. what do you, who are you? Why should I listen to you? What's the value here? Fucking zero, Carlton. Listen to this shit, Carlton, you fucking dickhead. He won't. He doesn't listen to the show. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, lots of podcasts. Uh, every Thursday, we have these new Dragon Ball Super Dope episodes. Make sure you rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. If you are an Apple Podcast listener, the best thing in the world that you can do for me, if like you feel like we've bonded over the last hour or whatever, and you really want to be my friend, guess what? I want to be your friend too, but I can't be your friend unless you let me know how you feel about our friendship in the Apple Podcast review section. So go leave a five-star review, write something nice. I'll read it on the show. We'll talk about it, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, check out my fucking friends, Rayshawn at the RGAP podcast, Reese on this podcast. Sorry, you're you're delegated to just this show. And then GB <laughs> on the NPC pod. Yo, dude, get me back on the NPC pod, man. I want to, you, you're on my show once a month. I've been on your show like one time. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I know, like I said, everyone wants to have you back on there. And I think also since we have some new people, uh, we actually have a new person with us as well. Uh, I think it would just be great crem- chemistry, not chemistry, in general. Yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah, that fun. I'm so much fun. I just talk so much shit and just keep drinking, you know. But I don't have to be responsible for running the show and, like, recording things. I'm way funner. Yeah. Ask, just <laughs> ask Rayshon, dude. He can tell you all about it. All right. That's going to do it for this episode of Dragon Ball Super Dope. Thank you for checking it out. Make sure you... Rate, subscribe, blah, blah, blah. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Ultra Eagle. I loved all that shit. Nailed it. First time. No actual repeats needed. <laughs>